Welcome to the IT Smart Guy podcast, a technology podcast aimed at the modern business owner. And here's your host, Tony Edwards. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the IT Smart Guy podcast, the tech-based podcast for the modern business owner. My name is Tony and in this episode we'll be talking about the UK government alerts more about the North Korean hacking group that attacked 3CX back in March, and then we'll dive straight into the brain dump and talk about ransomware. Finally, as always, I'll be sharing a tip to end the episode. Let's jump straight in to the news. Let's look at what's happening in the news. Before we jump into the news, if you're watching on YouTube, you may notice we are somewhere slightly different. You may also notice that there was no episode two weeks ago, and I want to explain just why. Since launching my IT business back in 2019, it's been a very much work from home operation. Keep the costs down, build the business. The pandemic hit just after the business was founded, so it kind of worked out. There was always a plan in place to have a dedicated space to operate from, and this is it. If you look back at some of my earliest videos, these were done from my bedroom. When the podcast launched, I was at the back of the living room. Now I'm in a dedicated space outside of the house, which was put together by people I know, and I helped where I could. Building isn't my thing, but luckily I know people who can. The space was actually supplied by a company called Shire Garden Buildings. It's an eight foot by eight foot cabin, so plenty big enough for me and all my stuff. And it took us about 10 hours to put it all together. I want to give a huge thanks to Sean and Ryan for their help. Then took a few hours over the following days to give it treatment and that sort of thing before all of the electrical work went in. Again, thanks to Dave of Newlex Services for that. All in all, it was about a week's work, getting it prepped, built, electrics kitted out and all that. And still needs a few things, but we're in and we're operational. And that's why there wasn't an episode a fortnight ago. Because I was holding nails or screws or logs or something else. Right, the news. On April the 23rd, the UK government ran a test on a new emergency alert system that works on compatible smart devices. The service is designed to alert you if there's danger to life nearby by means of a loud 10-second noise and an on-screen notification. You can get alerts about things like flooding, fires, weather warnings, missing people, and all those sorts of things. They'll only come from emergency services or various government bodies or agencies that deal with emergency. When you get the alert, you're supposed to stop what you're doing and follow the instructions on screen within that alert. Now, most of these alerts will include a phone number or a link to the GovUK website for further information. And you will get alerts based on your current location, not where you live or work. Now, according to the government website, they don't need your phone number, nor do they need your location. And you also don't need to turn on location services to receive these alerts. But here is where I have a bit of a question. How can the government work out where you are to notify you of a localised incident if they don't have access to your location? Can you tell me? What's also interesting even is that around 7% of the UK population didn't receive the alert at all. That's just under 5 million people. Now, some of the users who didn't get the alert were using the 3 network. The government worked with 3 to work out why it didn't work, and a fix was put into place on Monday. The government are deeming this test to be a resounding success, and no further plans right now 
planned, even after this fix was put into place. I would love to hear what you think about this alert system. Did you get the alert? Did it make you again? Let me know in the comments. <clears throat> On to some news from the fallout of the data breach, which 3CX, a VoIP provider, was hit by back in March. Now, it's believed that a North Korean-linked hacking group were behind this attack. Cybersecurity firm Mandiant investigated the matter and found that 3CX was one of many victims infected with the corrupted software of Trading Technologies, a financial software company. The hackers managed to slip backdoor code into an application available on Trading Technologies' website known as XTrader. When this app was installed on a 3CX employee's computer, the hackers spread their access through 3CX's network, reaching a server that 3CX was using for software development, and it was able to corrupt a 3CX installer application, thus infecting many of its customers. This is what is known as a supply chain attack, and it's where hackers use another company's software to get into their target software. In this case, 3CX. Imagine uh, a hacker used a secret door key to unlock one door and then use that same key to unlock another door that it was connected to. Now, Mandiant has evidence of a software supply chain attack leading to another software supply chain attack, which is a first. Researchers are believing that cryptocurrency theft was one of the primary goals of these hackers as they targeted cryptocurrency-related companies based in Western Asia with what they're calling surgical precision. Now, the scope of the attack isn't quite known yet. Mandiant believes that there could be many more victims over time as it relates to one of these two software supply chain attacks. That's it for the news this time. Let's move on to the brain dump and talk ransomware. It's time for the brain dump. Welcome to The Brain Dump, and today I want to talk about how ransomware can be dangerous to businesses. Ransomware is a type of malware that can infect a computer, encrypt files, and demand payment, typically in cryptocurrency, in exchange for the decryption key. Now, there are various ways in which ransomware can harm businesses, and we'll touch on these, as well as what measures companies can take to protect themselves as much as they can from these threats. Now, one of the most significant dangers to ransomware is the potential loss of data. Because ransomware can encrypt all of the files on a computer system, including sensitive business data, financial records, and customer information. Now, if a business doesn't have backups or is unable to recover data, it can result in financial loss, and massive damage to the company's reputation. In addition, ransomware can steal data before it encrypts it, essentially exposing a business to data breaches and compliance violations. Thinking GDPR here, guys. Another way ransomware can harm businesses is by disrupting operations. When a company's systems are infected with ransomware, it will pre prevent employees from accessing uh, essential files and software, leading to downtime and lost productivity and those sorts of things. And if critical systems are affected, such as those used for production or distribution, 
it can cause disruptions to the supply chain, resulting in further financial loss. Furthermore, ransomware can also lead to reputational damage for businesses, because when your systems are infected, it leads to a loss of trust from customers, partners and suppliers. Also, if that sensitive data is stolen, again, talking about those compliance uh, violations again, you could be um, faced with lawsuits, regulatory fines, again, damaging further that reputation that you will have built up as a business. So what can we do as businesses to protect ourselves from these threats? So firstly, regular backups of critical data are essential. Businesses should ensure that backups are stored off-site and are regularly tested to ensure they can be used to recover data in case of a ransomware attack. Now, businesses should be doing this anyway, because let's face it, People delete things by mistake, and backup testing is a way of also bringing those deleted files back. Secondly, you want to implement robust security measures. So I'm talking firewalls, antivirus software, intrusion detection systems, endpoint protection. All of these things can prevent ransomware from infecting your systems. Additionally, you want to be training your staff on how to identify and avoid phishing emails, which are a common method for ransomware attacks and can help reduce the risk of infection. In conclusion, ransomware is a bit of a bitch. It's a significant threat to businesses and the consequences of an attack can be massive. The loss of data disruption to operations and the reputational damage will have long-lasting effects on the company's bottom line. But if you take that preventative approach and put those measures in place, such as the regular backups, the improved and robust security measures, employee training, your risk of attack does lower because you're, mit- you're putting mitigation, mitigation in place. You're mitigating the risk. And the, because you're doing that, the damage, again, potential, the damage potential should be that little bit less as well. If you have any questions on ransomware, leave a comment and I'll get back to you, I promise. Our tip of the episode. So here we are, tip of the episode. And my tip today is I want you to go and get a good basic understanding of the effects of ransomware off of what I've just talked about and to ensure your business data is safe because your data is exactly that. It's your data. As a business owner, if something happens to your data, at the end of the day, the buck stops with you. So do everything you can to prevent ransomware in your business. Work with your IT department. If you don't have one, get an outsourced one. We're an outsourced IT company. We work with our customers and use technology to try and prevent these types of attacks from happening as much as possible. Again, nothing is 100% safe. Nothing is 100% secure. You can only do as much as possible. But by doing as much as possible, you're essentially doing... What I said a minute ago, mitigating that risk 
and trying to ensure that any downtime after an attack you do have is as minimal as possible so it doesn't affect your bottom line as much. That's what we try to do with our customers. You should be doing the same. So, we've now reached the end of the episode. I've been Tony, the IT Smart Guy. Thank you so much for watching or listening. I truly hope you found this uh, episode insightful, and I look forward to speaking to you again next time. If you have enjoyed the episode, um, or even if you haven't, please leave a comment or a review wherever you've listened, because it's the only way I can improve not only the content, but the delivery of this information. And it is important information, guys. And as always, I would love for you to subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We will be back in two weeks' time, as normal, and I look forward to speaking to you then. Have a great rest of the day.